Welcome to the I Am Winter Solstice Symposium and Fire Tenders Gathering. We are happy you are here. Please find the full schedule at IamSymposium.com. Hello and welcome back to the I Am Winter Solstice Symposium and Fire Tenders Gathering. Uh, a unique gathering where people from all around the world hold altars and candles, purple flames and battery operated and have big fires out in their yard, all with the purpose of holding space for one another during these darker days of the solstice. And if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, the brighter days of summer. And uh, today I have with me a really good dear friend um, who lives on the other side of the country, Itzhak Berry, who is an international leading shamanic teacher, healer, speaker, community activist, and author of three Amazon bestseller books. He was born on a kibbutz, and he's had a fine arts career. Uh, he's just a wonderful guy, and let's just hop <laughs> into the conversation, because we're here today to well, I guess the fine arts to me, they're all the same anyway. They all go together and they all work well and hand in hand together. And I'm really happy to see you and your bright, shining face and all of these, uh, all of these, uh, tools behind you. Tell us about all those tools behind you. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I want to thank you for, uh, inviting me again to this very important, uh, I am symposium. Um, you know, it's, it's our, it's so wonderful to have uh, a form like that that you created. Uh, so I wanted it's so important to be yeah. part of it. Yeah, so this year's especially important. People have been writing me and saying, you know, I'm not well enough to hold the fire, and I'm like, no, no, that's when the fire feeds you. So we're in a community, and sometimes you hold the fire, and sometimes the fire holds you, and sometimes it's a little bit of give and take here. And and so everybody I've invited back always are the people who are the most caring and sharing and hold that vision of community. And you do that in New York in the park. I mean, you you know, it's the community. You know, there's the community fire tenders are here to share with us about how, you know, tricks that they found that make this getting through this this Hachikuti a little bit easier. <laughs> well, you know, if we, we if we are um, if if we remember that uh, the word shaman come from the Tungus uh, tradition, and the real uh, meaning of that of the word is the fire keeper, mm. and uh, the, the the largest concept of that is that. A shaman is the keeper of the fire, the keeper of the essence of, of community. Uh, so the fire uh, is a, a very strong, important element um, in being a shaman or, or, or calling yourself a shaman. Is that they, that it's the foundation or the, the pillar of society, uh, the pillar of community uh, um, caretaker of the song the spirit, the physical, emotional aspects of the community. It's not just the person who talked to spirit. It's the person that takes uh, responsibility of the community, the community well-being, because that is the essence of shamanism is, is to uh, make sure that everybody in the community um, is well. Mm-hmm. 
That's true. My friend Maria Teresa, I don't know if you know her, but she used to talk about the difference between the, the people in the North and the people in the South is that if there was somebody who was suffering from a schizophrenic break in her community and jumped naked into the fountain, they would wrap them in their, they would wrap them in the blanket and take them home. In our community, we, you know, lock them away. And, and so we forget that we're all one community. That, that's right. Um, so I, I, I really wanted to talk about the condor and the, uh, and the eagle uh, prophecy of uh, of South America, which is uh, may, maybe important to uh, to understand the differences, but also what's unite us all together um, about that. Uh, you mentioned the Pachacuti, so uh, the Pachacuti is uh, is really upon us. Uh, it started five hundred years after the uh, the um, the occupation of the. Western world or the Europeans in South America, uh, which started the the colonialism of uh, of of um, our ideas in South America, um, which is uh, symbolized by the eagle, by the eagle uh, symbol, and the eagle represent. Our, our society, the Western industrial society, because the eagle represent um, the uh, a bird, the, the, the two largest birds are there, the condor and the eagle. The condor is uh, a predator, is uh, a killer who is uh, eating or killing uh, the food. They are builders. They are... Um, um, they are a, a predator bird that eats it all. <laughs> <laughs> where, where the condor, on the other hand, which symbolizing the health center uh, community in South America, it is a, a bird that fly high and see the perspective of life, but it also eats from the, the, those uh, animals that are dead. And they are, um, they are uh, in many ways the 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 cleaner of our the earth, and they also don't eat all the animal that they 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 found. They eat only the part that they they need, and they leave the rest of the the animal to other people to eat, <clears throat> which is very different than than the condor, uh, the eagle, and then then the eagle, yes. <laughs> uh, the condor does not build a nest. They are uh, finding the, a way to work with the cervix of the earth, of the earth, to raise their their children. So they are they are the symbols of environmental uh, sustainability. Hmm. Where the eagle is forcing themselves on the earth, and so. It is also symbolizing by the feminine and the masculine energies of of uh, of both. So the the eagle is symbolizing the masculine energy, the 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 condor represent the 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 heart center of the earth, of the feminine energy, the nurturing part of uh, there. So the prophecy that 
the contour of the ego of uh, of the Andes is that 500 years after the occupation of the masculine forces of European uh, of the art center, health center society in uh, South America, there will be a new pacha kuti or a new correction of time space, not just the earth. It's the, the it's a it's a it's a um, uh, conscious revolution in many ways of the return into the feminine energy. They that's more or less started around 1993, and if you remember a lot of the n- new shamanic uh, work in the in in the Western world started around that time. This is where um, uh, people like John Perkins and Michael Horner started to teach more on a global scale. But it's also the time where shamans of the Andes and the Amazon um, heard the call to start teaching us uh, the values and uh, teachings of, uh, of, of, of their culture that was hidden for 500 years because of the oppression of the, um, the Europeans who, who came into uh, South America. So there was a there was a call from or there was a, a a calling from people in the north and the 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 calling from the people in the south to start sharing ideas, sharing the teachings, because from the realization that if we are going to continue to occupy, to colonize other cultures and not respect them. Uh, we have no chance of surviving on this earth. The prophecies say that at, at that time, it, in in the beginning of uh, the nineties, where, where there be a time where the condor and the eagle will start flying together in in a dance of peace and harmony in the blue skies, and that's really where we are now. We are in the beginning of a new period of time where consciousness has changes, awareness is changing about uh, keeping the earth intact, allowing us all to, um, to survive uh, in, in a way that is sustainable for us and sustainable for the next generations. The prophecy said that that time of the new Pachakuti it is a time of the return of the feminine energy. And that is an incredible, important uh, um, subject for, for us now, is the return of the feminine energy, not necessarily just women, but the return of the, um, the two parts of ourselves, the, within each of us, the nurturing part, the feminine part, and the masculine part, the nurturing part, and the action part between in, in each of us, not necessarily just women and just men. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the return of the wholeness of within each of us. In other words, uh, we see now um, a lot of uh, women who are entering into the political arena um, in the United States and all around the world. Um, in government, in all, all the other institutions, they bring the nurturing part of it. 
but also the masculine energy of the uh, of the of the action part of the masculine part. That is a, a a very very exciting time that we are now living. But in in this time of change, there is a lot of resistance uh, from the old regime, from the old way of thinking, and that's really what we see now in the United States and in 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 around the world. Um, the remnant of 500 years of masculine occupation, uh, masculine way of thinking, uh, the organizational, the industrialization, the the grabbing of uh, resources uh, that we are we were so used to. It is it's a it's a time of change, and like any time the change happened, a lot of strife happened. A lot of uh, uh, fights between the two parts of ourselves, and, and that demonstrate also in our uh, life and in our partic- political life. That's really what we're witnessing right now. Um, uh, the old regime trying to hold on to power, and the new ideas, the new uh, shamanic way of of, of thinking, uh, the feminine energy is now trying to rise up. And I am sure that you are part of it and I'm part of it and the people who are listening are part of that. We are all part of that revolution. Um, the, all of the, the beginning of the new Pacha Kuti, the correction of time. Hmm. Kind of uh, interesting. And I, I was having um, this idea yesterday or talking to somebody about I run a Finding Freedom LGBTQ conference in January, an addiction conference, and that 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 I believe that this this move with so much of the transgender uh, coming out through is that I don't know that we really have that concept of what masculine and feminine really, you know, it's 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 just as much as throwing a concept of time, you know, and we already know that the Gregorian calendar was a new version because the Julian calendar wasn't working. So time really has always kind of been a nebulous thing. And and my guess is that we could say the same thing about what's, what is masculine and what is feminine. You know, we, we like to think that it's one way or another, but the, the, the sheer numbers of people and even my, my sister who lives over in Long Island are saying, what do you make of this? What do you, you know, what, what is going on that there's a whole new personage coming through some of these early adopters that uh, owns both of that within them. And so like we're the dinosaurs at the, the, we, we might've initiated it, but we're, we can be the dinosaurs here. What do you do? You do you experience that, or, or what do the people in your um, your indigenous community say about you know these people who are of really of two spirits? Well, we have to remember that uh, the whole concept of two spirits is very ancient mm-hmm. uh, within the Native American community before the white people came and and forced them to uh, choose sides. The whole idea of that these two parts are within us, mm-hmm. um, it is, uh, it, it's, it's very native to indigenous people. Now, what I think that is so, where we are now uh, difficult for us is the labeling. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, uh, for the last five years, 500 years or even more, the, the, in the last uh, 3,000 years. Yeah. <laughs> 3,000, uh, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, we, we have a, a system that is designed by men. Uh, like, I mean, the, all the all the religious teachers, like you, you're talking about, from Jesus to Muhammad to Buddha to all of those uh, religious uh, groups, that put the male on the top. You know, they forgot that um, that God. When we we talk about the Creator, it is feminine and masculine. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, in the Bible, we are talking about how. Uh, the, the the ancient Hebrew um, um, uh, uh, we're going against a, 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 a war against the the feminine aspect of the Shrina of of, uh, of the, the aspects of God. You know, in the in the Hebrew tradition, we have El and Elah, which is the the the, the tree that is symbolizing God, and the Elah that is re- representing the feminine God, and so. Even in 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 the sun and the moon in the in the ancient um, uh, traditions, the the sun is a male and a female. The 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 moon is a male and a female. Uh, everything has two sides. Mm-hmm. In the wind, there in a moon and Aminet, there are the two sides of the you know the creator wind. You know, so we're, there's it, throughout we've had this. Yes, so uh, uh, I think that the, the 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 problem that we are now is un, uh, is releasing the old labels. Mm, not like that. not not in not that 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 anything changed. <laughs> the sun is the same sun. The moon is the same moon. The earth is the same earth. Uh, the elements are the same elements. But the, it's a recognition that the, you cannot separate between the two. And that's in the same thing with us. You know, there is really no one masculine person, uh, unless you want to be a right-wing person, that you, you, <laughs> you, you're, you, are, you are worshiping the, the masculine energy. Uh, the, the labels that we put on objects, the, la- the labels that we put on sexuality, the labels that we put on everything, on, even on mental health, that is the danger because it stops the flow of energy uh, of our of the universal energy universal energy have no labels mm-hmm. but in order for male to have a control over industrialization or or, or society or it has to be uh, brought into labeling and very difficult for us is to live with no labels. And like in the shamanic tradition, we, are, we, we, we recognize that matter is not really a solid thing, you know, that, in, that we have, that everything is influx of energies or, or vibrations, everything. But in order for us to identify what it is, we have to put labels on them. And those labels in many ways is the enemy of uh of of energy flow yeah that makes sense because if we weren't labeling we wouldn't have to change because we'd already be 
you know, we, we would already be in that, that perfected state of what it was that we were, you know, striving for. What, um, how, uh, tell me, so how are, how are you doing in New York in a post COVID or uh, a post, and I say post COVID because we've gone through a doorway where, I mean, many 20 years ago, you know, Don Manuel talked about a time when a virus would come on the wind. And here, here we are 20 years later with this virus that came on the wind or, you know, it's certainly airborne. How, um, how have you, how does that feel different for you in terms of the work that you're doing and, you know, the people that you're seeing and the groups you're teaching? Well, for right now, I think that uh, there are two things about it. One of them is that uh, the way I see it is that um, the the virus can come because we we live life with no balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we change, when the climate change, when uh, when we when when we don't have the masculine forces in the universe live in harmony, uh, in dance of of harmony, um, things happen, and uh, and and then there is an imbalance in in this world. And I think that that we all feel feel that that there is some imbalance around us. There's also opportunities in in many ways because. You know that um, that that pandemic uh, forces us to be more uh, to reach out to uh, international or global global audiences because we could not meet in person. So that the whole idea of borders and limitations and localities uh, are no longer um, true. And in many ways, the pandemic really showed us how vulnerable we are how connected we are how one one people we are all around the world and uh you know if something started in 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 uh in china or india or other places like that that it immediately transferred through our technology through our um life and winds and to other parts of the world and and so we are all in it together we are all vulnerable together I think that that's, uh, and, and in New York itself, we went through a very difficult time uh, in the very beginning, but it, it seems like life is coming back. Uh, there is a little bit more of um, in-person activities, uh, movies, theater, and all that, uh, but also a little bit of more shamanic work uh, or gathering community work uh, together. But however, I, you know, I when I, <clears throat> uh, in the beginning of, uh, of the uh, pandemic, I started a support group uh, for people who were feeling trapped or depressed and anger and all that. Um, and that support group have hundreds of people from, but they are all from many different parts of the world. So uh, it brought a beautiful community, a supporting community to uh, to each other. Uh, I, I started to travel now. I, I traveled to London. I was teaching there and I was teaching in Israel. Um, and I'm going to be going to Ecuador soon. Uh, so there is more more uh, feeling of returning, but it's not a full returning to what used to be. I think it's a, it's a, it comes with a different understanding, a deeper understanding of the connection between all of us. Do you find, um, like, you know, are, are your sizes of your groups more limited or... Are you, I mean, how, how do you, how do you see, I see that we're like the conference I'm planning for January. Um, I see it 
that it will have a more regional in some ways effect too that that you know that to keep people safe to keep people feeling comfortable you know not that i can keep anyone feeling anything but you know just that that we're going to return to some more of more community aspects of things which could be really a good thing yes and and uh <clears throat> i think that it now it, we we are blurring uh the global community and local communities. And I think that it's going to be some kind of a, like a hybrid between locality and global uh, community, which I think that in the long run, I think it's beautiful understanding of our interconnection between all of us, that it, we can't really just uh, maintain the the health of our local immediate community we have to think about it in a more of a, a global community that each of us needs to support um uh, the issue that we are here now and 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 a lot of the uh, the uh emotional uh aspects of it that happened now and if you're talking about uh, addiction i think that part of the addiction um that, that happens also around the, this time is, is about the feeling of loneliness, of a feeling of not, not, not being connected to community, to have support, uh, to have your, your immediate family or uh, the larger community together, sitting together, uh, supporting each other. That, that feeling of loneliness is, is a big part of uh, addiction. Yeah, there was, um, there was a, a group of these men who have this place called In the Rooms, and they had started it long before the COVID. And, you know, of course, they were prepared for the onslaught. But I did, I was working with some people like who had been sober for 30 years who went out, you know, like really that, that, that longing for connection um, couldn't sustain that shutdown. I mean, I don't know about you, but I was busier than ever, you know, with my work during that time. And I was already pretty much online. So I, I was teaching other people how to go online and, you know, teaching people in the addiction community how to go online. Then they all figured it out. And now they don't need me for that. <laughs> but but I, I did an in-person retreat in October in Maine, and it felt really good to be with people. How do we make that step forward for people? How, how are you suggesting people make that step forward to being back with, in the room with other people? Well, I think that it's uh, come down to personal responsibility. You know, I, I was teaching in, uh, in August, it was in uh, Colorado. And um, there, was a, there was a sense of some people who refused to wear masks or to be vaccinated. And they still wanted to come. And there was people who are triple vaccinated, like me. Um, that, and there was uh, uncomfortableness in in that way. Uh, some some people believe strongly against, and some people believe otherwise. Um, and so we found a way to um, do all the event outdoor and to have the people who are unvaccinated on one side of the fire. <laughs> And, and the people who are vaccinated on another side of the uh, of the fire, um, and uh, so I think that in, in a way we have to adapt to uh, different point of view, 
and also to adapt in the way we create the, the, the safety around it. And, and I think that that's, that's kind of important. And I mean, it's kind of like symbol, symbolizing uh, a larger question is how do we create a community of people who may not agree mm-hmm. on all of it, uh, but still wants to be together. Right. Uh, I think that that, that, that would be, it, it is a challenge for all of us. Um, in, you know, in my online classes, I, I had people who were a couple of hundred people and come in some people who were the small, smaller group. Um, in, um, in London, we had a, a big event, um, with over 60 people in the church where they were all vaccinated. They were all, uh, taking uh, percussions. Um, <clears throat> it could have been bigger if, if, if there's no restrictions, but I think that it's also come down to personal responsibilities. So um, I think that we we have to adapt in a different way uh, to what we used to 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 live. It's very much like other uh, pan- epidemic or pandemic that we used to be uh, like AIDS or um, that our life change. You know, the the way we think about relationship change. Uh, it will it it that. That change is, is pretty, I think that it's going to be per, pretty permanent. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. And I agree with you. We had the same thing. You know, it was it was more the questions that I asked before that really stuck up all the red flags with people. And for those of you who are listening at home, the this is this is the same if you're going to dinner at the, for the holidays, the same conversation. It's not it's. It's this is your your family's a community as well, and they may connect or they may not connect. But that we are living in a time where, and we call it time, but I don't even know if it's times you know time and space connection. That intersection is here, and you know we don't know what that looks like going in the future, but we're here at some doorway together. Yes, and I think that if you keep that this idea of the Pachakuti, the new period of time that we are entering into, which is a time of harmony, peace, cooperation, the return of the feminine energy, uh, it is it's a wonderful way of of holding the changes that are happening now to see that there is a light at the end of that darkness and they're talking about darkness about the solstice right. there is a there is a dark uh, there is a, a light in there that we are all going through the same transformation uh in the same way that a butterfly goes through a, a darkness in the cocoon um it doesn't know where it's going to take him but once the, it's crack open there is a new light, new new beginning, and we don't know what kind of a butterfly it will come out. And it could be a beautiful blue, y- yellow, orange. Uh, what, what beautiful colors we can come up with uh, after that long period of uh, of being in a cocoon. But it's a great uh, opportunity too. It's a great mm-hmm. opportunity to re-envision our life, to re-envision communication, to re-envision uh, community, uh, in a more holistic way, in a more, uh, uh, more balanced, uh, masculine and feminine energies. Um, 
how do we take care of the earth? Really, really, that it that is so important. That and, and I think that was so beautiful for us to see now is that we used to talk for twenty something years. Now we're talking about uh, taking care of the earth. <laughs> now, <laughs> now it's become a political issue. Right. Uh, when when and when you know twenty five years ago we were talking about it. It was we were nuts. We were <laughs> we were thought that we are crazy. Right. right. Right now it it become like mainstream concern. Right. Now when we talked about how do we leave what is our legacy? You know, I have three kids and I have seven grandchildren. I have to see what they what what do I leave behind me? What is my legacy? And I think that is now it 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 used to be a personal thing now it's it's a it's a it's a universal concern mm-hmm. but as a as a group as a as a human species it it becomes a, a, a political it becomes social a very it, the most important uh, uh, subject of our time how do we serve the earth not for the earth itself, but for humanity. Right. How do we keep? How do we keep the 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 human race alive and well? Or do we allow the destruction of the human race? Mm. Because I do believe that the, the the plants and the trees and some animals will will continue to survive and after way way after we we are gone. It is us that is is so important, and that, that's really the teaching of the uh, of the indigenous people. Although sometimes the people, when I spoke to them in the Amazon and the in the Andes, they were not really understanding what are we worried about, because if we're not going to be there, that's okay. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, that's, I say that all the time. You know, and that might just be a good plan too. So you know, we'll still be here as energy. You know, maybe we'll get to observe what energy looks like when we're not tampering with it. So why don't you give us one final thought for our fire tenders and these people listening at home to the I Am Winter Solstice event here that give us your inspirational hope message? Well, I'm going to, uh, well, thank you for (laughs) the offering. Um, I'm going to, to... to uh, bring uh, the teachings of uh, Ipupiara, the shaman that I worked with for 12 years from the Amazon, from Brazil, that uh, he used to repeatedly, repeatedly say that um, we are all shamans. All human beings are shamans. We all came here to this world with sets of qualities, like dreaming, Visioning, the ability to hug, the ability to sing a song, the ability to dance, the the ability to make tea when somebody needs that, or to cook something for somebody who's hungry. We all have what it takes to be a shaman, or what we call shaman, taking responsibility for other people. It is in our DNA. And there is no one person who does not have that. Now, 
I'm not saying that every person needs to do the work on a daily basis like we do. But what I want to leave it with is that because we have all of those gifts that God gave us in our DNA, we have to use it. We have to take responsibility of that. We can't give it to somebody else's to do it for us. Mm. And I think that that part is very difficult for some people to understand because somehow in our education, we leave the well-being of others to somebody else's to do. It is our parents. It is, is our teachers. This is the government. This is the institutions. This is the religion. This is our, our doctors. That they, they should take care of that. It's not us. So I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is that recognizing that we have these gifts, that God-given give, gifts that are encoded in our DNA, coming from our ancestors, we have to take responsibility for that, a personal responsibility for that. That the world is not going to be a better place if you are not doing it. If you are not stepping up. If you are not taking responsibility to, to be the, 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 the fire keeper, to be the light. But not just light to light the darkness, in, um, but to be the light itself to ignite the fire, to ignite fires with other people. That I think that is an incredibly important uh, thought is to own your own self-responsibility that the Creator gave us and not to give it to somebody else's. To understand that we all came here for a purpose and that purpose is to learn what we our life lesson and soul lesson and to use it and not give it to not to give your that power to somebody else mm, what a beautiful thought well thank you so much for being here with us and and for being one of those wise wisdom keepers i've got uh, it's been an honor to watch your journey and to be part of that journey with you and um all of our listeners at home tell them how they can reach what we'll, we'll have links to all, all your websites and stuff below and and what is are, what is the free gift you're giving well um i wrote a little bit of a, a booklet instruction of, of how to remove negative energies <laughs> or evil spirit uh and i want to just say maybe about that for a little bit so the 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 definition of good and evil is uh Evil spirit or bad and negative energy is the energy that wants to stop the flow of, of the river of life mm. and create death. The definition of good energy is to keep the river flowing. And so there are techniques by many different cultures. Um, I wrote some of those teaching from uh, the Brazilian Amazon and the Ecuadorian uh, Andes uh, that I'm using in my practice. Um, I'm, I, I wrote it all down so people can use that at home. The nice thing about that is that all of those uh, techniques 
or uh, elements that you, you use, you already have that mm-hmm. in your kitchen. Uh, you already have that in your garden. You already have that around you with all part of your nature, of nature around you. So it's not something you have to go and buy or, or invest in something that you just have to use. Um, bath, salt, eggs, you know, all of, all of those things. Um, it's, but it's technique that has been used for thousands of years. So there are practical uh, techniques to remove uh, possession, attachment, jealousy, envy, uh, and all of those uh, energy blocks that stop you from the, fl- the, the flow of the river. I love that. And that link will be in your email. So if you didn't sign up to be here today, you might want to go over to IamSymposium.com and sign up. And then you'll get it in your inbox. And if not, just email me and we'll send you a link to it as well. So so thank you so much for being with us here today. It's such a pleasure. It's my pleasure. And I wish that everybody would be a shaman. <laughs> they are so... Good news. <laughs> You're already halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when we started many years ago, uh, we were kind of considered nuts, uh, <laughs> like outside of the society. Um, and it's so beautiful to see how our work pays off. Mm-hmm. How many more people are now in the fold of, of, uh, of indigenous wisdom and how many people are going to different countries to learn and to um, practice that. So that explosion of interest in that, it's a a really great uh, attribute to my my work and to your work and for many other people who um, continue to spread the word, to be messengers, uh, to be the agent of that change. So I wanna thank you for- Thank you. Welcome to the 10th annual I Am Winter Solstice Symposium and Fire Tenders Gathering. We are excited to offer this container for you to celebrate during these darker days of December from December 20th through January 2nd. We will be having live events every day in the Wind Clan. There will also be a recording available for you if you've given us your email address over at IamSymposium.com. And there's an opportunity to purchase this whole series if you don't think you can be with us live. So again, welcome, and we look forward to being with you throughout.